When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Now, now, more Gresh and Fourier. On WEEI. And streaming on WEEI.com. goals to win for Christ's sakes and you keep talking about the CBT you keep talking about prospects and your long-term goal like you just basically told us we ain't good enough we suck you let us down Angry Lou, Angry Lou. a hole the size of I don't even know what in that bullpen keep playing like dog recall by manager Lou go get me a goddamn first baseman that's what I want I don't want an outfielder D8 I need a first baseman okay Lou I'll ask you something what how do you go into the season without a closer? How do you not address the closer situation? Lou, what's up, dog? Good, how are you doing? Good. Well, it's always great to have you here, Lou. 12.02, ladies and gentlemen. And joining us on the Harbor One Hotline, he is the voice of baseball in Boston. It's our friend Lou Merloni. And Lou is brought to us by McFarland Energy, the heating, cooling, and bioheat delivery pros that Eastern Mass and all of Cape Cod depend on at McFarlandEnergy.com by the E.L. Harvey companies, including Nosset Disposal and Mega Disposal, your local trash collecting and recycling providers, and by Eviva Trattoria, Italian-inspired, hey. locally made from fresh, whole, locally sourced ingredients. Lou, good afternoon. How we doing, boys? Hey, there well, he is. Well, Lou, I uh, <laughs> I feel like with this whole Theo Epstein yeah. news, I, I go back to a line from the legend Judge Judy. Don't pee on my shoes and tell me that it's raining. Meaning, it's uh, Theo is back, but he's back for the Fenway portfolio yeah not just the red Sox, but i feel like some people are taking the cheese and thinking oh my god theo is back to have this giant role with the red Sox. where do you land on all this lou well i mean um i don't think he's being brought back to advise on liverpool or the penguins you know i mean if Kraft brought in belichick what's he gonna do his other company you know what I mean? So, um, and that's honestly without the assumption of exactly what this role is, but I know how much he cares about the Boston Red Sox. And uh, I think he's going to be involved in the Red Sox issues. You know, I'm sure there'll be other things that he'll, he'll be helping them out with as well. But from the moment they hired Craig Breslow, and I think Craig Breslow, I think, can handle the job and he'll be good. But we've always wondered where's the senior advisor? You know, it's, you can't put a price on experience. Uh, I'm sure his head's spinning a little bit here, even just in his first offseason as the general manager or controlling guy for the organization. So I know much Theo cares about this organization. I find it hard to believe Fenway Sports Group is bringing Theo Epstein in to deal with the PGA or NASCAR. I think it is going to be an influence and advisor role for the Boston Red Sox. 
Yeah, I, I, I'll tell you, Lou, I think with Theo's sort of front office experience yep. at the corporate level with MLB lines him up perfectly to be able to help with those other brands because he's had – that would be the equivalent of corporate-level experience, which to me is, uh, according to the, like this article in Sportico and – some of the stuff that Sam Kennedy said in there, which we can kind of unpack a little bit, yep. that I wonder if that's where, okay, Theo has seen sort of the sports world through a different light through the commissioner's office. Yeah, and, and I'm sure that is part of it. He's sort of broadening you know, his experiences and seeing other corporations and how they run in other industries. Um, but he's he's here to help. He's, he's, he's here to advise in this role. He and, Theo, uh, he and Craig have a, a very good relationship. Theo played a role in Craig even being hired or at least um, speaking about him. And, and I think even if Theo wasn't part of this Fenway Sports Group, I still think he'd have Craig's ear at some point just the ins and outs as a friend. And I find it hard to believe that that connection will not be happening here as well. So, Lou, how do you think uh, Alex Cora is feeling about everything that's going on? Well, I think he realizes nothing's really changed. Um I think he's going to go out there and he kind of realizes the situation. It's his last year of his deal. doesn't seem like anyone's in a rush to give him an extension, including himself. Uh, he's going to look at it as, as just like last year. He's going to try to go out there and, and compete and, and try to you know play good baseball, but at the same point realize there's going to be nights where he's just too thin, uh, that people are going to be screaming and yelling at him down a run or two in the sixth inning when he brings in a certain guy and that lead, uh, the deficit's going to jump to four or five. He's not throwing games. It's just a reality that he just doesn't have enough. He's back to platooning certain guys in, in the outfield. He's back to, you're going to hear more pockets in the fifth and sixth inning. You know, that's the beauty of last year. You didn't hear any pockets in the eighth and ninth. You knew who it was because that's what you do when you have studs. When you don't have studs, you start hearing pockets. You start hearing platoons. <laughs> you know, I mean, I think it's just the reality was sort of setting in. You know, at the end of the year, Christian, he, for like a week or two, he kept telling the media about how in spring training they're going to build a roster where they're going to make tough decisions. Right, guys that are up here that have had time in the big leagues are going to be in AAA because they need that depth. I don't know if he's going to have the ability to do that. That depth that I think he was expecting in AAA, I think is going to be on their roster you know, here in the big leagues. I mean, too early, it, right? Before yeah. they're ready. Yeah, no, it's, it's like they may be ready, but they should be in AAA in case something inevitably happens during the season. I mean, you replaced Justin Turner and you replaced Adam Duvall with Tyler O'Neill and Bobby Dahlback. Like, I just. <laughs> It's just the reality of it. So you roll the balls out there and you do your best. Lou, it, even if the Red Sox said, all right, fine, let's find $30 million, let's try to shut fans up, and you bring back, say, J.D. Martinez and you sign Jordan Montgomery, Yeah, does that make this team better? Of course. I mean, like that much better that it's going to matter and, you know, it'll be winning record matter. Yes, Really? Yes, because what it does is Jordan Montgomery now gives you innings. And with Bayo and, and Giolito, I don't know how quality they're going to be, but there's going to be innings there. And Pavetta, he can give you innings. You know, and Crawford, is if he's your fifth. But what it does is it now puts Gar uh, Garrett Whitlock and Tanner Houck in the bullpen where maybe they should be instead of competing for this fifth spot. You know, there's just – there's back to the too many questions. And if you end up keeping, you know, Martin and Jansen – now, all of a sudden, you, you've got a bullpen. You've got pitching. We've seen it before. Baltimore, you know, or other teams, you know, Baltimore actually started swinging it last year. But we've seen teams with pitching kind of carry it. I think they'll score runs. I think it does make a difference. Or at least what it does, Gresh, it puts you in a conversation 
for that wild card. Right now, I don't think anyone is going to predict them to be in that conversation right now. Um, talking to Lou Maloney, and Lou, uh, um, <clears throat> curious, how much do you think it bugs the Red Sox that nobody believes anything that they say? Well, a lot of this they're doing um, because the actions afterwards, you know, and we spend so much time on full throttle, you know, uh, Tom Werner's comment, that we sort of forgot the fact that top to bottom, from the manager to ownership to GM to whatever, they kept talking about how they got, they starting pitching is the most important thing this offseason. You know, we need to go out and get two starters. Last I checked, they've lost Sale and Paxton and added Giolito. So, and, and they're trying to convince us that what they have now is enough. Well, you didn't think that three months ago. What's changed? You know, the, it, it goes back. Like, people know, you know, like the whole Xander thing and top priority and and you know, it just it, it's up and down. So a lot of that is their own, you know, doing. So you, you start making public comments, and we hold you to them. You know, full throttle. Let's go. You know, you need two starters. Let's go. When Dave Dombrowski did that, I need an ace and a closer. He signed David Price, and a week later traded for Craig Kimbrell. That that's okay. Good. You told us you did it. Perfect. Beautiful. But when you say you need two starters and you're going to make tough decisions, and guys in this roster, the fringe guys, are going to be in AAA, and I don't know if you can afford to do that anymore. Then you start wondering what happened. And, and it's really a very confusing situation for people. I know fans are pissed off, but even baseball people are like, I don't get it. Yeah, and I'm curious how Core is going to spin this. Because I think he's like, as far as managers, coaches go, I feel like he is a master of the spin. Yeah. You know, like how he kind of answers the questions. And, and I can understand him answering and spinning it in, you know, M M June. May or June, but, but when the trucks roll out of Fenway Park on February 5th, I don't know if he can, you know, start off spinning. Maybe he's got points. When they sell, he'll get a chunk and won't have to worry about it. <laughs> I don't know. But he's you know, going to be uh, doing a lot of tap dancing, I think, Lou. Yeah, I agree. I agree because you go into it knowing you're a little bit thin, and especially now with the Orioles maybe becoming with new ownership. They already made one move with Burns, and they're probably going to extend him, and they've got the minor league system, and the scariest thing was the Orioles actually starting to spend money, which is what they may be starting to do. It's, it's very unsettling, you know, and um, I think you will, Cora will put a spin on it. And the thing is, is like, it's sort of like last year. There are good players, right? Like they're, they're, they're like I said before, there, a lot of good things happened last year with Casas and Bayo and even Duran and, and, and other things. The back end of the bullpen was absolutely lights out. You got enough out of that catching position. So you've got good players, but much like last year when everybody plays with a 26-man roster, you were playing with a 22-man roster. Most teams have a five-man rotation. You had three. You know, like it was just not enough. And I think you're almost in that same boat as of right now. We'll see. Lou Maloney with us, as he will be each and every Friday during the uh, baseball season. Uh, down in Baltimore, the Angeloses have sold their yeah. uh, franchise. $173 million buy-in, $1.72 billion <laughs> on the way out the door. So it's a 100-win team with now a motivated owner who on day one went and made a trade. Scary. How, how, bad, how bad a news is this for us? This is always the scariest thing for every team in the American League East because I remember even like last offseason saying, you know, that what are they doing? You know, they, their young kids came through. You know, they're a great club two years ago, and they did absolutely nothing in the offseason. You know, they didn't go out and try a guy like Verlander and Scherzer and things like that. That's what they needed. And now you've got these great young players and even more coming. And I'm always like, why don't they just 
maybe dive in a little bit of their prospects, right? And go and trade for that ace or or be on, in on Yamamoto. Why don't they start spending? And now that they are with their farm system, like watch out. Like that team won 105 games, whatever it was last year, and didn't spend a dime. You know, like little tiny bad moves. They start spending money, look out. Lou, is it is it fair to say Baltimore and Atlanta could rule Major League Baseball through the end of this decade. Is that an overstatement? No, I don't think it is. I don't think you should discount the Dodgers either, um, although we'll see how that plays out. Um, but still, it's like it, that's exactly what you're talking about because there was concern in Baltimore saying, okay, we've got all these great young studs. Like every, How many rookies of the year are we going to have? How many number one prospects in a row are we going to have? The problem is, is Angelos ever going to extend these guys? Are going to let them walk? And now I think you, you're kind of going to have your answer. I think they're going to get that top of the rotation. They already got it in Burns. I think they will extend him. I think you will see extensions for these great young players they have, and they're not going anywhere. Uh, Lou, uh, I don't know if I'm catching you off guard with this one, but I just saw yeah. it. Who is Romy Gonzalez? Triple-A depth. The Red Sox signed him, correct? Yeah, triple-A depth. If you see him, something went wrong. Okay. And I don't want I don't listen. I don't want to, I don't want to kill the kid. No. I mean, I guess this is how like desperate. Like so the biggest news of the day for the Red Sox is uh Theo Epstein who doesn't play actually play baseball and Romy Gonzalez, yeah, a triple A depth piece. <laughs> I feel bad cuz I need some I need some utility love and I understand that. But all that what it is is it's you know, it's depth. It's just like, you know, like the kid Luis Arias, you know, it's like let's change venues it's it, and maybe we could fix something offensively and you know he does bring versatility um we do need something down at triple a you know in case something goes goes wrong wherever at the big league level he can move around a little bit so that's kind of that's just that's what that one was and this is a guy that's claimed off of waivers he could you know they, they could claim somebody else off waivers and he could be gone in a week or two but it's just depth Interesting stuff, as always, from our friend Lou hey, when, Merloni. When are you heading down? Oh, the Lou. 19th Okay. for like 10 days. Got some Ness and EI games. Come home for a couple, then go back down for another 10 into that road trip. Have All you right. ever wanted to drive down with the truck just to see what it was like? Or drive no. an RV? No. Yeah, RV, yes. Uh, Ooh. But not, you know, the truck, you know what? I wouldn't mind that. It might be a fun little... A little documentary there for a few days, yeah. Kind of video it and little hang out. couple uh, rest stops here and there down the way, Lou. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, late. a lot of gum back there, a lot of seeds. You know what I mean? I can kind of have a nice little heaven. trip on myself. I'm sure there'll be a cooler at some point. <laughs> Dear Lord, <laughs> so much unpacked there, but we gotta go because we'll talk to our buddy Lou Merloni next Friday. Lou, thanks a bunch, man. All right, you got it, guys. Thanks, have buddy. a great weekend. There we go. Uh, I know we're gonna talk to uh, Mike Giardi about the Senior Bowl prospects. But in the Sportico article, Christian, that covered Theo Epstein going to the Fenway Sports Group, they did like a video conference call, I guess, yesterday. I couldn't find it anywhere because there was a quote in here from Sam Kennedy that I really wanted to hear him saying it because when I read it, when I read the quote, your eyes are going to roll and you're going to say, oh, my God, he didn't just say that. Listen up, I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up. 
Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs. Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Now, back to the guys. Gresh and Fourier on WEEI. Hey, wait a minute. Hold on. We need to we need to strike this song from the record. Why? why? How dare you ask why? Haven't you heard everything that has come out of Foxborough? It's collaboration. There's no more silos. It's the kindler, gentler. You can't play this when the players come out anymore. It's a part of the old. It's That's old, actually a good point. Christian. That's actually a good point. You can't play this anymore. All of it. Hey, that stupid Bon Jovi song when you score. Out. Out. It's all got to come out, right? <laughs> or is that too far? Uh, I actually, I wouldn't mind it. No big deal. Change it. Big don't deal, change no big it. Deal. I don't Coming care. Coming up in 25 minutes. Yeah, four-parter, by the way. Got to make yeah, sure we tease that. Yeah, I wouldn't care. I mean, I think, like, unless it's unless it's um your fight song and you're in college, you should play your fight song. You should, you should, you should that should all, it should never go away. You're not going to change it. Like, that's all, I mean, so... I'm trying to think of another stadium that has some sort of something that that's always been there, like the, well, like the, the terrible in, towels. You're never getting no, rid of that. It, no, but in Pittsburgh, they play stay, they play Renegade by Sticks at some point. That I think it's before the fourth quarter. That's when people get all whooped up. I'm just saying that in accordance with what we have heard, if the old is bad, then don't you have to change that song? Get rid of this crap. Nope. Old, 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 old. <laughs> I just do what people were screaming about Bill. Old song, get rid of it right now. <laughs> I that, just realized how little we heard this song this year. That's a part of the silo. Burn it down, god yeah. dang it. Yeah, what's that noise coming out of that silo? It looks like theme music. Let's burn it down. Get rid of it. Oh, it reminds, yep. you know what it is? Here's the other thing that sucks. Here's, See, here's, that's it why reminds us of, oh, of when yeah, we were yeah. good. Yeah, Remind, sorry. You know, no, no, it's no. painful. It. I, I was, I was thinking, why did they do all those big changes down there to the concessions? They knew that's a wrong silo of old food places. We got to bring in new stuff, or really, they just want to own more of it, which is what's really going on. But anyway, <laughs> um, Christian, I have out of Sportico a quote from Sam Kennedy 
And I know we're going to talk Giardi at 1230 about football. <sighs> the reunion comes at a special time for us from Sam Kennedy. About- is this part of the quote? Oh, yeah. Here is. Oh, okay. Here's the quote. So connected to the little video call that they did with uh, announcing Theo Epstein coming in, right? Here, here's, here's one of the quotes. This is the real money quote from Sam Kennedy. The reunion comes at a special time for us as we're looking to double down on winning in Boston, in Liverpool, in Pittsburgh, and now with the PGA Tour. Helping us think through people issues, investment issues, league matters, new opportunities. It's really an investment into Fenway Sports Group. Theo is trusted here. Here being Fenway Sports Group or here yeah, being, here being Boston? Here with, he's trusted with them, but uh. hold on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The reunion comes at a special time as we're looking to double down on winning in all of these other things. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Not great, Bob. That's why I said the whole don't pee on my shoes and tell me that it's raining. And this that that feels like one of those. Well, you know, when we bring in Theo today, it's a part of the investment of (laughs) corporate speak. Like, come on. Doubling down after this offseason, you dare put it out there that Theo is coming in because it's doubling down on winning in all of these places. How about this? You should have said doubling down on winning in business because to people like me and Christian and Billy and Nick and the million people that are listening right now. When you say you're doubling down on winning, you know what you do when you double down on winning? You go buy Shohei Otani. You go get Yamamoto if you're really serious about it. This team isn't even in the winning position, let alone to go double down. So, Sam, please, Jesus, God, just please be honest. Throw the business end in there because to me that's why this dude's here. Don't do the whole double down on winning because you're not doing anything to try to win right now with but the Red Sox. But here is the point. No one, no one locally wants to hear basically the spokesperson <clears throat> for the Red Sox because mm-hmm. that's what Sam Kennedy is. He's the spokesperson for the Red Sox. Nobody wants to hear what they're going to do in Liverpool or with the, uh, the Pittsburgh uh, Penguins or what they're going to do with the PJ. No one gives a flying you-know-what. Nobody mm-hmm. cares it's and it's almost like you're putting the Red Sox into this package deal. Hey, a two for one here. Hey, I get you two for one. Nobody gives a crap. So you're it's so it's literally you're forcing people to identify with Fenway Sports Group, which they don't want to because right. nobody lives in Pittsburgh. Maybe they hate golf. You know, maybe they don't do you, care about soccer. Do, have you ever thought about going over to the Red Sox team shop and buying a Fenway Sports Group but shirt? But I feel like that's what they're going to start doing. It's just going to be FSG with some stupid logo that they're going to create. I, I support all the teams. Nobody cares. Will it be like the Sergeant of Arms logo on the front? and then Maybe like, like a family crest of John Henry. That's what you want. And then like on the right shoulder, yeah. you get all of the teams that are on there. You know, yeah. it's like a team shirt in yeah, a way. Maybe, like, maybe everyone will get like some sort of bar for some sort of accomplishment, you know, like like in the Army. I'm a three-star general. Oh, wow. Well, it's time for us to talk football in the Senior Bowl. And a uh, guy who was down there earlier this week for Boston Sports Journal, 
and is a five-star dink himself, our guy Mike Giardi. Welcome to Gresham Fourier. Hi, hey, Mike. don't take that, Mike. Don't let him introduce you like that. You give it to him right back. Yeah, like Go it. ahead. That, you no, like no, it, no, huh? No. That's, 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 compute. that's totally fair. So your you relationship, you your, rela- your relationship with, uh, I don't think it's a healthy relationship between you two. What All you, you guys do about? is make fun of each other. I feel like you guys, there's something going on there. There's something there. What's going? What's the yeah. real problem? Okay, I'll let him. I'll, I'll give my. Real problem, Jardy. There's no problem. I mean, when I see Gresh, I, you know, I either it depends on the day, but you know, sometimes I want to hug him, and sometimes <laughs> I want to smack him upside his big fat head. Here's really what it is, Christian. At the end of the day, <laughs> I, I we think the same. It's a, I'm really a frustrated. <laughs> I'm a frustrated center. He's a frustrated quarterback. Oh, That's yeah. why we get along. Oh, okay. It's one of those. It's one of those deals where you can uh, give each other the business. Plus, you teed me up with the whole three star general. I thing. know. Come I on. know. I know. Oh, man. So, uh, Giardi, I know you got boots and eyes on the ground in uh, down in Mobile. I know they're going to play the game, but really it's within the practices, right? I'm just curious from yep. your end, Mike. Like, we asked Rick Spielman this yesterday. I just want to start with this one. Overall, what were your takeaways from the crop of athletes in Mobile that you got to see? So I think the receiver position is incredibly deep, and we're talking about, you know, Marvin Harrison Jr. wasn't there. Romeo uh, was not there. Dunzier wasn't there. So, like, the the just the, the overall level of talent uh, is impressive and sort of fits all shapes and sizes. If you need a slot guy, there's a few of those. If you need an outside guy, there's a few of those. If you need someone that can do a little bit of both, there's that too. So that that sort of – jumped out at me i think there was a lot of buzz about the tackles and of course you know in new england we, we're talking about that because you probably need to um but i didn't think in that regard anybody other than guyton who's more of a right tackle out of oklahoma really jumped to me um and then the quarterbacks which again same thing you know there's a lot of people that have you know different theories about how they should approach this build and not taking a quarterback at three and then either trading up late in the first round or taking one early in the second. And, the, you know, two of those guys that would fall into that mold are Michael Penix and Bo Nix. They were both down there. They're both on the same team. So they were throwing, you know, one after the other or sometimes side by side. And um, there was a little buzz that maybe Bo Nix was going to, with a good senior bowl, would work his way into the top ten. And I am here to tell you that in three days that did not, Come close oh, to happening, man. And that kills I have, me. I have even more questions now about. And again, look, it's three days, so like, there's this big body of work. Five years playing college football, five different systems. Obviously, had a ridiculous uh, final year at Oregon, but he's 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 about six one, two fifteen, like, so he's not this. He's, he's not a bigger QB, and he's a good athlete, but I don't know that he's a great athlete. And he just he was never. He wasn't in sync in any of the three days, you know, like he had little periods here or there, but by and large, it was like Penix was the better quarterback. And I thought there was actually, a, it felt to me like there was a bit of a gap there between the two. And like Penix isn't the same athlete as Nick's, but like I, I came away actually thinking the best quarterback of anybody in the three days was Spencer Rattler. And I wouldn't draft Spencer Rattler. He's a, I mean, he's a little dude who's not a super athlete. Wow. And if you're going to be little, if you're going to be little, 
you got to be Kyler Murray, you know, you, or you got to be like, you know, otherworldly in the pocket like uh, Drew Brees was. And I don't think Spencer's that. So I, I, I came away sort of feeling like I did before I went down there. And that is the best pass for a quarterback is to pick one at three. If you, if you, if you believe in one of the guys that ends up there. So Mike Girardi, it, it does, uh, does the Chicago situation with Justin Justin Fields change the dynamics of the first three picks in the draft? So I, uh, it's actually funny you mentioned that because I, I just wrote about this on Boston Sports Journal. I talked to a lot of people down there about Fields because it's that's a name that's obviously come up for us even during the course of the season, right? Like, might, might he be an option? And, is, you know, Chicago ends up with the number one overall pick. And I didn't find anybody down there that believes Fields stays in Chicago. Now, look, Ryan Poles pulled the old okie-dokie last year, traded the pick, and that was fine. They made out for a haul. Bryce Young obviously turned out to be not so good to Carolina. However, C.J. Stroud hit big at two. And there is, I think, in talking to people, the feeling that he was – Poles was granted the opportunity to do what he did last year and that maybe there's more pressure from above internally that this year you can't do the same thing. That this year we're three years into this field thing. He's not getting – he hasn't, like, gotten so much better that you feel like you can build the whole thing around him. And that with this opportunity this time, you're better off taking a quarterback there. Now, whether that's Caleb Williams and, you know, there's from a talent perspective, there's no question he's the, the best of the bunch. But there's other stuff, again, as you, people dig into him that he's going to have to answer to. Uh, that'll be the deal. But I, I, I just I came away more convinced that Fields is going to be available. And then, you know, what's the cost? Most people seem to think it's a third. Some people said maybe a high two, but I think you could probably work that out if, again, that's what you want to do. But then do you want to pick up the option? Because this is the season, the offseason, you have to pick up the fifth-year option or you just roll into it, trade for him, take one year, and if he's good, then just, hey, we got to pay him, we'll pay him. Yeah, so Mike Giardi, um, one of the things that you did say, just maybe think about, you mentioned Caleb Williams. and So the smear campaign has already begun with this kid, and I don't know 100%. if it's if you think it's real or not. You know, because in the you know, because it happens to every potential first or second pick in the draft. Um, you almost exaggerate some of his flaws, or maybe you you highlight them because they're real issues. I'm curious to think what your um, like what what worries you about him, so to speak. I think it's immaturity. I think he, some of the things that he did are just you. You know, look, you at that position, and I think we just saw it. With, with Mac and maybe the questions about what kind of leader he was and did, buy, did guys buy into to his form of leadership, never mind, you know, the, that they obviously saw some limitations from, the, from his ability to play the position. But, like, if you have to be that guy, and there are some things about USC, the way USC talked after the bowl game about, like, I forget the kid's name now, that played and threw six touchdown passes, and there was a lot of repetition of, like, you know, we were, we, were, we played for each other. We played as one. We played as a team. We got our team back. And it was like, well, wait, wait, what? Was, that a, was, it, was there internally some difficulties with Williams? And they didn't have the year they wanted to have. He didn't have the year he wanted to have. And I, and I have written most of the football stuff off, having watched them a bunch this year, and then now having sort of dove into the tape here in the, in the offseason. It's like he, he knew they sucked defensively. So every possession was like we have to score a touchdown. 
because if we don't score a touchdown, we're not going to get to 50. And if we don't get to 50, we're not winning the game. And, you know, they fired their D.C. late in the year. Like, it was a disaster defensively. And I think it got into some bad habits, which is the same thing I think happened with Drake May. Like, Drake May had even less talent around him. And it was like, same thing. If we don't get to 40, we're not winning because we're not stopping anybody. And so instead of taking the, the five-yard check down, right, you're trying to throw off your back foot 30, 40 yards down the field, trying to make something happen. And, and that's when mistakes happen. But th- there's – there's some things I think Caleb, the interview process for him, I think is going to be critical because I don't think there's any question from a talent perspective. Like he gives you, you know, he gives you a homey and vibes from a, from a talent perspective. But the, the other part of it is, is critical for me at that position. Uh, Mike, I know you got eyes on UNH's Dylan Laub. I know the running back had a hell of a year. He came out, he's trying to make a name for himself. Did he look like he fit? hundred percent, hundred percent. Like, um, and look, maybe it's because of that. He's in our backyard and I want, and, and I, and also because the Patriots could really use a patch catching back, but like I watched him closely and, you know, he's rocked up at two ten. Uh, he was one of the fastest guys on day one in the GPS trackers. They lined him up in day two. He played some receiver and looked, you know, like if you, if people know of him at all or saw him at all, like, He's a, he's, a, he's a terrific pass catcher, and he lined up a receiver, and he had no problem there. Posted the Washington State corner, made it look easy. Like, he's got all the skills to do it. The one thing for him will be he hasn't had the blitz pickup, <laughs> you know. Um, he did it at a lower level. He's going to have to do it at the NFL level, and he's got to be able to show that he can handle it. But just based on his physicality, like, I think he can handle it. He'll just, you know, he's going to have to show it, but – that to me would be the only thing that would eliminate him from from playing in the league for a good long time. So, is there, is there any other guy that you think is like some sort of dark horse that, like, you know, because I know like the senior, what was it, the the Shrine game was last night, and uh, now you have the the Senior Bowl this yeah, Saturday. Yeah, I mean, like, was there a, a, a come on? The Patriots seem to find somebody a corner almost every year. Some the random senior guy. bowl in the middle of the round. Yeah, something like yeah, that. it's like a guy. You see all the blue blood helmets, and then you see some helmet that you don't recognize, and you realize it's from Southeastern State School, right, with three directions in their name. Well, I'll give you uh, Jaquan Jackson from Tulane. I know that's not necessarily like the smaller type thing, but he was the most consistent receiver for three days. He's five, he's about five nine. I think he'd be at five nine one ninety. So you know, just looking at him physically, you know, some does sort of the similar measurements to Pop Douglas, but he's definitely thicker. Um, and he's going to obviously have to make his living as a, as a slot guy at five nine, and like really smooth, natural catcher of the football. Uh, good top end speed. Like, I mean, I don't know what he's going to run, but I'm just telling you, like, when he got even with DBs, he left DBs. So he's someone that I didn't have a lot of background with coming into it. And uh, after day one, I started looking at it, some of his tape more. After day two, I went back and looked at this more. And, like, yeah, I'm, he, he can play. Uh, you know, he's probably, you're probably talking about a fourth round guy. But, like, that's, that's someone I would keep my eye on. Uh, if you want to, you know, double the superpower at, at at slot, or if you just want someone that maybe, you know, like Pop had some durability issues this year, it wouldn't be uh, unwise to double down on the position. I, re- I really liked him. He really, like, that guy can play. Hey, uh, how was uh, Mobile? Is that your first time down there? 
<laughs> yeah, you know, so it's kind of, I, I mean, it, it has a little bit of like a New Orleans vibe to it, like a smaller mm-hmm. you know, New Orleans. Ooh. Ooh. Did you get it's some beats? Bad, had some good food. Yeah, you know? yeah did, like, you go to, did you go to Winsel's Oyster House? <laughs> no, so um, we did barbecue on day one. Let's just put this this way. This is my table at the barbecue day one was um, <clears throat> Rappaport, Breer. Um, who else is there? Siciliano. I don't think I spoke. I think I just listened to them oh talk for like God. an hour. Who, and pick, half. who picked up the tab? No, sounds like a douche. Who colony. picked up the tab? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Who'd you guys stick with the tab? Who paid the bill? You said that. Not, you <laughs> said that, not me. <laughs> all friends, they're all laugh like you did. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it actually. I think it went on. I think Rappaport picked that up. There you go. Okay, oh, biggest should, fish in the pond know? right there, Rappaport. Oh, yeah. Well, him or Breer. And, yeah, Breer's always trying to show that, you know, he's Breer, got the look bigger at me. D, but, Oh, man. The I think, yeah, I think, I don't know, I felt like Breer had some alligator arms when Chuck came. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And then right afterwards, Siciliano flapped his ears and flew away. Oh, and that was it. that's oh, not even that's right. Not, what? That was so uncalled right. for. Why would you do that? Because y'all are thinking about it right now. Trying Didn't not even laugh, think about it you? once. How much do you stare nope. without him no- before he notices that you're staring? <laughs> <laughs> because I would feel like just not, uh, I'm no, not, hey, listen, those things are out there, but he's the only guy shorter and thinner than Giardi down there. <laughs> that that well, I mean, rap is shorter than me. Okay, that is true. I don't know but, if he's thinner. I don't know if he's thinner than me. I, I don't agree. know if he's missing too many meals. And if he stood on his wallet, he's taller than all of us. <laughs> that yes, well, that is that's not hard to do these days. Yeah, that's very true, brother. Hey, listen, thanks for the time, buddy. We appreciate it. Uh, thanks for the first hand account. Have as good a weekend as you can have, friend. That's uh, yeah, it'll be uneventful and boring. Uh, <laughs> you can always best. you can always call me. We can talk over the weekend. <laughs> Perfect. See you, pal. See you uh, there goes there our guy, goes. Mike Giardi. And he's uh, our friend. He is. He's, he's my buddy. He's very good. You know, he's got a good eye, too. He puts some, at Mike Giardi on Twitter, he puts some stuff up during the week. Videos and analysis, and there was a, a wide receiver in a corner that stood out, and, and Mike was all over it. Even though I break his horns, he's a, he's a good guy and does uh, fantastic work. Oh, boy! It's a rapid fire Friday. What in the world could Christian Fourier hit us with? How about the Taylor Swift effect strikes again? How about the Red Sox have hit an awkward, desperate new low? The speed version of Big Deal, No Big Deal is next. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. After the end of a good fight, 
You deserve an ice cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places. Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. No matter where you work from these days, take Gresh and Fourier with you on the Odyssey app. Favorite WEI. All right, rapid fire, big deal, no big deal. Let's start with your beloved Red Sox, shall we? Yeah. Uh, turn your mic on. There we go. Uh, so I saw this tweet, and a lot of people had it, but uh, it showed just a uh, just a picture of uh, what looks like a, an, an end cap um, uh, display of uh, Major League Baseball tickets. Oh. And this is at Costco. Oh. Major League Baseball. Boston Red Sox, two tickets uh, and uh, two hats for $129.99. Uh, right next to a a, a cell phone uh, credit card and AMCA Theater popcorn. This is at your local Costco, Gresh. The Boston Red Sox are selling season tickets, packages at Costco. Big deal, no big deal. I'm assuming you're going to think I'm going to say it's a big deal, but you know what? It is not a big deal. Everyone has been looking for different ways for ticket distribution and things like that. And, hey, even though there's not a Costco near me, I go to BJ's. Same setup right there. You can get your tickets for the Red Sox. I'm not saying they're selling them there, but they have all that stuff set up near the registers that are the impulse buys. Oh, little Johnny wants to go to a Red Sox game. Well, whenever I grab his package of peeps right beside it, I'll make sure to grab one of those as well to go check out. This is no big deal. This is a part of new age distribution Oh, that's how you're going to explain it. You don't yeah. think this is a new low for their Boston? Wait, hold on. The Boston Red Sox suddenly have like a, a bunch of extra tickets that they can't sell. So they're throwing them at. Now, you know what I mean by an end cap, right? When you go through Costco. No, of course. And like, why don't you put them right next to like the samples of like chicken tenders? No, no, that's not an end cap. But those no, are, it, those it, are near the checkouts. Okay. I'm telling you, because that whole thing. Oh, so be, is it? Okay. Oh, so yeah. as you walk through the line, yeah, like so that's like, it? Whenever you, yeah, yeah. I'm going to say that's how that's set up. That's Gresh, what that it looks is, like. Listen, your Boston Red Sox, the tickets are being sold right next to what they call Spa Finder, which for $79.99. And AMC tickets. That is a new low. That is a big deal. Wait a minute. This is you... not some cool marketing campaign. Whoa, whoa. This is them reaching a new low, Greg. This is a this is uh what this is is a total fun day. So what was it? Spa total Finder? Fun day. Yeah, yeah. So hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna package up yeah. uh, it's gonna be like an, a, a a package nope. for my mom for Mother's Day, two tickets, spa finder, and AMC popcorn. Yeah, that's right. You go to the AMC uh matinee, 
and then you go to the Red Sox game, and then you spend the night, and then the next day, you're a part of this group that would go get, like, your nails done or whatnot and go to a spa. I'm telling you, it's not being received well. That's all I'm saying. I think it's a big deal where you're selling Red Sox. I wonder, do the Dodgers do this? Do the Yankees do this? If you're telling me the other teams do it, I'll say no big deal. It's the Red Sox. It's just another sign how far they've fallen. I'll do some research because even though the uh, Dodgers led baseball led in attendance. The to World Series. <laughs> yeah, they also had about 5,000 more seats per game that could have been sold on. Okay, so I want to get to this uh, this topic because we've been doing, we've had two different University of Texas uh, horns down stories in the past two weeks. The first one was when uh, Texas was playing UCF and they lost and the basketball players were doing horns down and the head coach of the Texas men's basketball team uh, shamed the players as he was going through line. Then earlier in the week, we had the uh, Texas went on the road and played a game uh, against uh, BYU where the student section, the student section all had horns down t-shirts on. Okay. So, and then they told them Tongue's to take down. it off. So yeah. as soon as... As soon as uh, there was a commercial break, yeah. all the students took the shirts off. Okay. We're not having that here at BYU. Okay. Or, so now here we go. It's almost like they were treating the horns down symbol like a racial slur. Right. Okay. That's how much it was going on. Well, TCU is donating 500 horns down shirts to the student section for their game against Texas on Saturday. Big deal. No big deal. Love it. Love it. This whole horns down thing and the sensitivity to it is so stupid. It's ridiculous. You know, I'm not a hundred percent behind Barstool, I can tell you that. However, this is a good use of antagonistic tactics. Yeah, against I would opponent. say so. Yeah. I would say good for them. Yeah. The whole the, the well, sensitivity. Since when we not, what is the problem? The whole horns down sensitivity thing. Good lord, there's a shirt right there. Yeah. Oh, there it is. And how simple is that? I right? mean, it's it really not even is. like that uh, much of a thing. Uh, all right, so real quickly, let's get to the Taylor Swift effect. I know you love this. Okay, this is probably your favorite. Was part this a about part everything. of? Was this story a part of your script in September? Uh you know, I, like I said, it's changing. Oh, okay. So, uh, so the Super Bowl ads are starting to be released. Uh, who's doing what? How they're doing that? You're almost. If you go on Twitter, you can almost see all the ads before the game on Sunday. It's like the long version of the ad, mm-hmm. right? I've seen them for Lay's. I've seen them for Paramount Plus and, and other ads. Uh, long way. Here's the Taylor Swift effect. All right, so now beauty companies, health companies for women, makeup companies, uh, L'Oreal's uh, NYX Professional Makeup, they're going to have a Super Bowl ad, uh, the first time ever, a new 30-second commercial. Elf Cosmetics will air its first national Super Bowl commercial and is planning a star-studded spot featuring Megan Trainer, uh, Gina Torres, and others, Dove Dove, for the first time in a long time, in 18 years, is also going to release a Super Bowl ad, all because of the Taylor Swift effect. Big deal, no big deal. No big deal at all. Honestly, how many companies, Christian, over 10 years could we say have rolled out a Super Bowl ad that was trying to uh, trying to take advantage of a lightning strike? Whether it is crypto, whether it was e-commerce, we've seen a bunch of them over 10 years. This is just a different sector of business that is spending 
But it's no different than companies who will be like, oh, yeah, two years ago they had an ad. Oh, well, they're not doing it anymore or whatever reason. It's, it's not. Business it's, is, but business it's, is no, being but, done. No, but this is but it's why they're involved. It's not because they have a movie to release or some hot dot com, you know, site that they want to release. It's because they know that more women are going to be watching. Because of Taylor Swift. And because of that, let's throw some beauty ads out there. Like they listen, Elf Cosmetics would never throw an ad out. It would be on Bravo, not like CBS during the Super Bowl. Oh, you mean they wouldn't want to get their product in front of 116 and a half million people, Why? including no, men who buy would, stuff no. for women? And that's how you're going to sell it? Or right, how, or, uh, yeah, so only 116.5 million men watched the Super Bowl last I'm year. I'm not saying that a lot Come of men on. don't watch it, but men are not, they are not catering to women. And, and they know women watch, but it's the first time ever Two different cosmetic companies are airing commercials during the Super Bowl, and another one, Dove, which lots of different products, the first time in 18 years. That's a big deal. And you want to know know what else is a big deal? What's that? Larry David. I know you're a you're a Curb, you're an enthusiasm fan. I know one you love Curb. Well, the last humans. season is out, so Larry David is going all over the place, love it, doing lots of interviews. They've been hilarious, and he was on the Today Show. And I think he kind of feels like you a little bit. Here's Larry David. You told our producer, we saw. let's talk about anything. There's Except just one thing we don't want to talk about. So let's start there. What do you think about <laughs> Travis and Taylor? You, you've really got a nerve. Yeah. You know? You've really got, you've really got a nerve. You bring it out no, or not? By the way, I... We I, weren't going to. We I, used, I used the S word once before <laughs> on this show some years ago. Oh, I'm prepared to use oh, it no, again okay. no, no, no. in answer to that question. <laughs> and I think you know it's I don't give... Okay. Yeah. okay. Right. Oh, that, okay. A schnoodle. A schnoodle. A schnoodle. Okay. Hmm, big deal, no big deal. Uh, Larry David not being impacted by the Taylor Swift effect. Anything Larry David says is a big deal. So it's not about Taylor. It's about Larry. Uh, how about this? Let me add this in there. Because no. I did think it was interesting. Larry David did a red carpet interview, and they asked him what his favorite uh, episode was yep. of uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. And he said, Palestine Chicken. Uh, big deal, no big What deal. an unbelievable episode. <laughs> it's fantastic. Mine is uh, end of season three, Tourette's Chef. Just brilliant. When Larry David is standing in the middle of a restaurant with everyone cursing and swearing and his arms are crossed and he's looking around like, look at what I did. Oh, it's gold. I will say that he is probably, he's got a Charles Barkley effect to him where he just says whatever, whenever, and he's 76 years old, mm -hmm. and he honestly does not give an S about anything. He just doesn't care. He doesn't care if you like his interview, he doesn't like it if you like his answer, and he's not playing politics at all other than the Palestine chicken, which I think was an interesting little dig here's what's at everything that's going on in the world. Here's, here's what I can respect about Larry David. Not only that, he still has a net worth of $550 million, and he got divorced after Seinfeld. That's how much money he had. <laughs> Wrote his ex-wife a check to, like, go away. Well, it's residual, too. And it, exactly. Who is the, the creator? Real quick. Groaning. His wife was, um, oh, God, the actress. Um, she's on TV all the time. Something Lily or Tilly or something like Lily that. Lily Tomlin? No, not her. Way too old. No, Lily from the AT&T commercials? Mm, With the big upper nice. deck? Yeah. <laughs> Huge Lily fan. Yeah. I know. It is. If you saw her, 
I'd have to look it up. But if you saw, you would know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, he paid her. She is still living off Simpsons money. Deborah Kaplan? Is that who it is? They were married from 86 to 99. And then he got married to Augustina Picasso in 2011. It's got to be the first one. It's got to be. I got to see the picture of her. So she's still living off of the. Uh, it's just amazing. The early it's one of those of scenes Simpsons. where he like hooked her up and just said, you know, instead of paying you off like Larry David did, he's like, I'm just gonna give you all the money now. Mm-hmm. So she just she gets just as much of a she gets a, the, just as big of a check as he does. Unbelievable for not creating any of it. I mean, Larry it's David for you, absolutely amazing. That's a big deal, my big deal. All right, there you go. Um, a lot of times in the final hour, we will kind of lose our way. At least more than we already did. At least to start, we're not going to do that. We have Theo Epstein, the Celtics, and Alex Van Pelt to hit before we really go off the exit ramp with the greatest 49er fan you never knew existed. Final hour next. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.